American 11, are you trying to call? Nobody move. Everything will be okay. If you try to make any move, you danger yourself and the airplane. Is there an ancient mystery that lies behind everything? From 9-11 to the plague of COVID-19 to the forces that are now transforming American culture and world civilization. Are the shakings that have come upon America and the world a warning, a wake-up call of something yet to come and that leads to calamity? Be silent. You know what's coming. God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't Don't forget forget to subscribe to the the Tribe of Christians Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians broadcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. Now, I'm going to be talking about big tech censorship, how it has gravely influenced the church, and the real alternative motives behind censorship, what God has shown me in the coming justice I believe God is going to bring over America, and how we can prepare for it. Now, if you haven't gotten your tickets for Jonathan Kahn's Harbinger of Thanks to Come, you guys definitely need to get your tickets to go see this. It will be out in theaters for only one day, one day only on Thursday, May 12th in select theaters. Both of his books have also affirmed almost every major prophecy that I have put forward through our ministry, including specifically the Northeast Coast prophecies about New York City Washington, D.C., and Boston. So I would greatly encourage you guys to go ahead and see it, pick up a copy of both of those books, and read them. So all that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this broadcast.
long is this going to take? Longer if you keep talking. Is the tape incriminating or not? It's a simple question. Oh, 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 oh. There's nothing simple about it. Nothing simple about anything you've told me. You don't believe this, do you? I believe you, but that's not the problem. You don't need me to believe you. You need them to believe you. Them? Them. With a capital T. Your priest, your postman, your teacher, the world at large. They won't believe any of this. That's why we made the tape. Oh, that's easy to bury. Easy. He admits it. You heard it. He admits culpability. You're being naive, Nancy. Those people, they're not wired like me and you, okay? They don't spend their lives trying to get a look at what's behind the curtain. They like the curtain. It provides them stability, comfort, definition. This, this would open the curtain and open the curtain behind that curtain, okay? So the minute someone with an ounce of authority calls bullshit, everyone will nod their heads and say, see, ha, I knew it. It was bullshit. That is, if you even get their attention at all. So you're saying we did all of this for nothing? I'm saying I'm thinking. Oof. Hush. This is ridiculous. That's it. That's it. What's it? It's just too strong. Too strong. Better. Precisely. Wait, what? Your story. We moderate it. Just like this drink here. We make it more tolerable. Perhaps Barbara was exposed to some dangerous toxins. A leak from the lab. Like Three Mile Island or something. Something scary but familiar. Close enough. That it hits the man. Now, we are living in a time and an age where the truth is being both suppressed and censored by those who hate the truth, those who live in the darkness, the enemy who doesn't want you to know the truth, the watering down by the churches in partnership of the enemy to grow their congregations and audiences as if it makes it any easier for them to accept the truth. Now, censorship isn't only the tool in which the enemy uses to suppress the truth, but it is actually also a tool in which God himself literally uses to judge those who have strayed or hidden themselves away from the truth, the lighting and wickedness. This comes from 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12, which actually tells us concerning the end times, the spirit of the Antichrist and of lawlessness. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. So censorship, the silencing of the truth, 
the watering down of the truth and the watering down of the Bible is all a part of a delusion that God, in fact, allows to happen so that people who have strayed away from the truth will continue to believe in the lie and be condemned for delighting in wickedness. And it's one of the signs of the end times. And if we are not paying attention, we too will fall for the delusions. We too will fall for the lies and the traps that God has set through the enemy that are purposed to eternally separate us from the love of God, from fulfilling God's purposes, from fulfilling God's callings for our lives on the earth and the time that we live in. And will serve part of the collected delusion, which is actually meant for the enemy and those who delight in wickedness to condemn them to eternal damnation. So as believers in Christ, we are called to walk in the light, to speak the full truth of God, exposing darkness and reaching others for the kingdom of God through Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so what we are witnessing today wasn't just prophesied about long ago concerning the future and the end times. These things are a lot more than just the tribulation period. These events are, in fact, a biblical pattern, a prophetic pattern that has happened before several times during the times of the first and second temple, just prior to their destruction in Israel's exile, and the judgment of the nations in those areas. Now, any time, Anytime that we see the evidence of the truth being greatly suppressed, the presence of censorship of the truth and free speech, anytime we see a great move to silence the word of God, it always, and I am 100% clear on this, it always indicates two sequential consequences to come. It's happened to every single major prophet in the Old Testament and it has happened to every single apostle in the New Testament. In the biblical pattern, it's a biblical pattern and a sign that is 100% true of things to come. And it indicates two things. One, first it indicates that there is coming judgment on those who reject the truth. I specifically talk about that concerning the Northeast Coast prophecies. Now, number two, it indicates salvation coming for those who follow and live the truth. Isaiah 8, 12 through 15, Isaiah, what God says to him concerning censorship, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and don't live in dread of what frightens them. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the only one you are to dread. He will be a holy place for both Israel and Judah. He will be a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble and they will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. Now Ezekiel 2, 6-7, what God told Ezekiel, And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. Do not be afraid Though briars and thorns are all around you and you live among scorpions, do not be afraid of what they say or be terrified by them. Though they are a rebellious people, you must speak words to them, rather they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. Now listen to what God says to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, 7-8. But the Lord God said to me, Do not say that I am too young. You must, you 
must go to everyone that I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you, and I will rescue you. Now, look in the New Testament, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. In the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, he will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who will say what their itching ears are wanting to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. And then finally, Acts chapter 5, 28 through 29. We gave you strict orders. They're telling Peter uh, and the apostles not to teach in the name of Jesus. And they said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings and are determined to make us responsible for this man's blood. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. So censorship isn't just a tool of the enemy, but it is also a very uh, a very significant sign from God of coming judgment and salvation and is a prophetic pattern that has in fact happened many times before in the Bible. Now I've got a clip here that I want to play for you guys from Pastor Dana Coverstone on a dream that he had concerning this coming winter, winter of 2022. Now, this video was actually published one year ago, last year of 2021. So take a listen to what Pastor Dana Coverstone has to say about this coming winter. Hey, Pastor Dana here. Uh, between Friday, August 28th and Thursday, September 4th, I had a series of glimpses and dreams that got longer each night. And uh, I'm seeing more and more things in my dreams that are apocalyptic. Um, frightening. I don't share these dreams to cause people to have fear. Um, but I saw the calendar of December and I saw a finger underlined slowly and like it was pushing slowly and forcefully under the line under the name December flipped over to January and then underlined it just as slow and was pushing first thing I saw was long food lines I saw people waiting for what seemed like hours and they were standing in line and not in cars and I saw this throughout the nation um, I saw ships in ports on both the east and the west coast they were just sitting idle there was nothing moving at sea nothing and I saw a headline that said the Baltic Dry Index is dead. It said that nothing was moving in trade around the world. And one thing I noted, there were no Christmas lights. This was December. There were no holiday displays. There were no sales mentioned. No Christmas lights, no Christmas displays, no Santa Claus, no Easter, no, no Christmas type things going on at all. It was a great sadness over the land. And there was, people seemed very dazed and they seemed very confused. But there were Christians who stood out because they had faith, they had hope in Christ, and they appeared like they looked like burning charcoal, and they were carrying torches wherever they went. 
And a lot of people rejected their approach, but they kept they, they kept their faith. They didn't back down from telling people about Jesus. And they kept telling people that they desperately need Jesus at that moment. It was, you need Jesus now. You need Jesus now. You need Jesus now. Don't wait. Don't You don't have tomorrow. You need Jesus now. And a lot of it was rejected, but there were some that were coming and, and surrendering and praying and, uh, and being saved in the dream. I saw what looked like shopping malls that had been converted into shelters or living quarters. It reminded me of, it reminded me of um, Hurricane Katrina when it came through and the football stadium. Um, it was, it was the, the businesses in those malls were shuttered, but I saw people on cots and I saw food outreach things going on. I saw, I saw people who were misplaced. This was not like a homeless shelter. This was like something had happened that people were in shelters. Um, I continued to see shuttered properties. I saw people in homes who were wearing coats, coats, while the windows, were, they were looking at closed curtains. And, and I've, that's been a consistent thing in, in the dreams, people inside their homes looking at what's going on. And when, I, when people were looking out, out the curtains, the curtains came back far enough that I could see more of the snow-like stuff that was on the road. It was dingy, it was dark, it was gray. It wasn't white, pure snow like after a first uh, fresh snowfall. I saw headlines. I said, nationwide outages plagued the Southwest. Another headline that said, Americans don't know who to blame for darkness. And some of the darkness in the areas, it stretched into Canada. It was, it was north. It wasn't everywhere. But I saw America with, as, as lights flickering. And it was like I saw the whole contrary outline of the United States of America, including uh, Alaska and, 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 and uh, Hawaii. And it was, it was like it was a light flick. Like right before a light goes out, it flickers, it starts flashing. That was what it looked like. It was like America was a light bulb about to go out. I saw vultures. I saw vultures food hanging out of their mouth. These, these vultures were heavy. I, a word I don't like to use is the word fat, but these vultures were fat. And they had rotting food hanging out of their mouths. I saw depression as a, as a figure, as a creature. And it was, it had a face mask on with a smile, but it was choking people and pushing them down to the ground. And then I saw the St. Louis Arch and I saw people standing under the St. Louis Arch in very, very expensive business suits. All of them had very expensive watches and at their feet were these briefcases, larger than briefcases, almost like, I'm, it, it reminded me of like a nuclear suitcase, a nuclear briefcase that they talked about in the 80s. And, uh, Suddenly, all of their alarms went off at the same time, and they hit them, and they grabbed the briefcase, and they got into these black SUVs. And, of course, the Mississippi River goes right through there. It divides, it divides the, the country. And I saw them get in the black SUVs, and they went east, and they, went, they were going all over the place. Each of them had a, a Wall Street Journal uh, newspaper under their arms, and they had heavily tinted sunglasses. And the next headlines that I read were about market crashes, 
about yields being lost. And one of the one of the, the headlines declared sympathy for the swastika. I saw tired crowds. I saw tired people. I saw many who had lost the lost the resolve to fight due to the emotional overcast in the nation. And I heard Christians, that group of Christians that was going around with hope, I heard them saying that they remember what Jesus had said about the winter and, and having to flee in winter, but they kept encouraging one another in their faith. I saw lights all over the country. I knew, and I knew these, these lights were churches, whether they were churches like, like we think of today or whether they were um, house churches. But, and I felt in my spirit, did not hear this, but felt as I was watching this that these churches were keeping warmth and hope in their communities. That white figure rose up out of the, one of those lights. And he said, brace yourself. Brace, brace, brace yourself on the word and my promises. And do not rely on your own strength. Everyone of the dreams have had a little bit different caliber to them. This one left me more unsettled. I see them in glimpses. It's like a movie trailer. I see a little bit one night, a little bit more the next night. More details are added. But the scenes of people in the shelters, the food lines, um, the Baltic Dry Index being dead really, really, really stood out to me. And uh, those are things that are heavy in my mind. And I'm, I'm look. I'm not going to try to interpret these dreams. I'm just. I, I feel that as a watch, I'm just supposed to share them. I think some of what's going to going to happen is obvious. Um, I'm continuing to see more and more of the things that I have seen in dreams are happening and coming to pass. Um, I'm trying to justify what I'm saying are my dreams. I just believe in the Lord show me things to warn the church. And look, if you're not prepared, if you don't have some of the food and things like that, you, you, you might be in trouble with that. Uh, the first video I, I talked about, this was my own personal opinion, you know, I talked about getting guns and ammunition. That wasn't to go all Rambo-like on people. It was to have, be able to shoot animals or you know for, for food. And now, if you, if you try to find a gun today, you're going to have a hard time getting a gun. Unless you have friends or family you can buy something from. Ammunition is hard to find. Um, some, of the, some of the companies that sell storable food, they're now five to eight weeks until you can get it. And there are some companies that have stopped selling these things. And folks, you don't have to be a, a dreamer or a genius or have insider trading understanding to realize that we're, I mean, we're in trouble. And God's been trying to wake the church up to get things ready and to listen. The health and wealth gospel is about to, find, is about to meet a reality in our country. And all those prophets that are saying, oh, there's nothing but good, nothing but good, nothing but good. You're going to stand before God one of these days, those folks are. They're going to have to answer. Just like I, I'm going to have to stand before God and answer for, for what I'm doing with these dreams. I'm not trying to make money off this stuff. I'm not trying to make a, make a form. Uh, a friend of mine uh, put another Facebook page together for me that I'm not even looked at. You know why? Because people are having trouble finding the dreams in those situations. My Facebook page has exploded. I can't even get through my own Facebook page on a daily basis. Uh, he also set up an Instagram account because so many people are trying to make contact uh, with me through Instagram. I don't have an account. <clears throat> and uh, we're trying to get the messages out, and that's, that's the reason. for This is not about me getting a big head because 
I still pastor my church. I still live in the same house. I still drive the same car. I'm not making major changes because of all the stuff with the dreams, but I am trying to warn the church. Things are coming. And pastors and prophets, you're telling your people it's going to be okay. I fear for you. I fear for you. So please, folks, pray the, pray aggressively, pray specifically, pray spe- strategically. Say, Lord, what should I do for my family? And get on it. Get on it, get on it, get on it. I've been saying this since June. I'm going to keep saying what the Lord shows me, keep sharing the dreams the Lord shares me. But I can't make you do anything. I know what I've done for me and what I continue to do for me and my family. Folks, don't ignore the warnings. That's all I'm going to say. Now, like Pastor Dana Coverstone said in his dream, the signs are all around us, and they should be serving as warning signs to us. And as pastors, as evangelists, as teachers, as Christians, we need to be speaking the truth of what God has been showing us. Rather, it's through a dream, through his word, through revelation by his spirit, or exposing the truth behind some of these really evil government agendas behind COVID or the COVID vaccines. We need to be faithful with what God has been given to us in the lives around us that he has entrusted us with, whether it's our congregations or in our ministries or in the lives of those around us. Now, for those who have followed our ministry in the Northeast Coast Prophecies message, I have talked about how I have seen in almost every single vision, every reoccurring vision that I've had concerning our Northeast Coast, all the events begin to happen in the winter months and near Christmas time. For the last three years, I have kept a careful watch over our winter months. So this coming May, we actually have a full 84-minute blood moon that's going to be visible over the entire North American continent and and also November on the very eve or morning of our midterm elections. There will also occur a second blood moon over our nation. And I've been talking about that in almost every message I put forward. So I don't believe any of these things are a coincidence. All these things are signs of warning to the nations. Now, I've got some headlines I want to show you guys about some of this stuff that's happening. These things aren't just impacting the United States anymore, but they're impacting the entire world. So if you're listening to our broadcast from any other nation outside the U.S., this is going to impact you guys as well. Now, this headline, 60 countries sign declaration that commits to bolstering resilience to disinformation and misinformation. The United States and 60 partner countries, including the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and members of the European Union, have signed a sweeping declaration for the future of the Internet, which commits to bolstering resilience to disinformation and misinformation, and somehow upholding free speech rights while also censoring harmful content. Now, the White House framed the declaration as something that supports freedom and privacy by focusing on its commitments to protect human rights, the free flow of information, and privacy. Now, the EU put out something very similar talking points that claimed that those who signed the declaration support a future internet that's open, free, global, interoperable, reliable, and secure. Now, however, the commitments in the declarations are very vague and often conflicting. Now, for example, 
The Declaration makes multiple commitments to upholding freedom of expression, yet also commits to bolstering resilience in disinformation and misinformation. It also contains a seemingly contradictory commitment of ensuring the right to freedom or expression is protected when governments and platforms censor content that they deem to be harmful. Now, here's another article from Reclaim the Net. The EU's Global Services Act is the next big threat to free speech. Authorities across the world continue to use the Ukrainian crisis as the backdrop against which to pass, in some cases, unprecedented in the way they restrict or censor free speech legislation regarding the digital currency or digital industry. Now, these trends are nothing new, but the current massive global crisis, talking about Ukraine, presents an excellent excuse to introduce uh, draconian measures with the little or no scrutiny of opposition. And so in the EU, the Digital Services Act just got enriched by a new law that will allow the bloc to declare a state of emergency on the Internet. Now, the law referred to as a crisis mechanism is part of the act, and it got ushered into existence just this last Saturday. Now, actually, this is probably about two weeks ago. Now, a state of emergency normally gives governments extraordinary powers and suspends normal laws and regulation in order to preserve lives and property, something that has thus far been used in a case of war or natural disaster, i.e. those events affecting a country's physical security economy, etc. But now, the 27 EU countries will be able to do the very same exact thing in opposing extraordinary control and all key public-facing elements of the web, of internet, social platforms, search engines, and e-commerce sites. Now, a good chunk of these three categories means that this is not about the usual emergency measures in a time of crisis. They also concern freedom of speech, which is where things get very complicated. What critical voices who manage to find their way into corporate media seem to be admitting is harmful Harmful legislation like this can bring, but they're also trying to normalize it. Now, I recently talked about this just uh, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, concerning Biden's global or Biden's cybersecurity agenda and what I believe his administration may be planning to directly impact directly impact the 2022 midterm elections. I talked about that. That video uh, our, that video is no longer up, but that podcast is still up. You guys can go back and listen to it. Now, a lot of those things are being, a lot of these things are being manipulated. They're being extorted and introduced all through the narrative of the Russian-Ukraine war. And as we have heard over the last few weeks, Democrats, they love to blame Russia for everything, including inflation, including higher gas prices, food shortages, supply issues, workforce issues, and so on, so on, and so on. But it looks like this isn't going to happen just here in the United States. This is a global thing, much broader, and it may impact nations all over the world, but more specifically, those who are in England, in the EU nations, and in the United States. These folks are planning something extremely huge. So here in the U.S., we have what's called the Communications Act of 1934. I've talked about that previously, 
And essentially what that law does is it gives the executive branch exclusive and broad control over the nation's entire communications infrastructure network in the event of an attack or a threat of an attack. Now, this language literally, okay, if you go to the Federal Justice Department on their website into the Communications Act 1934, they're not hiding any of this. Word for word, this is what it says. This act allows the president to suspend or amend rules and regulations upon proclamation that there exists a war or a threat of a war or a state of public peril or disaster or other national emergencies if he deems it necessary in the interest of national security or defense. Now, the president may prioritize defense or security communications, authorize government use or control of communications facilities and suspend or amend rules and regulations applicable to any or all stations or devices capable of emitting electromagnetic radiations. March 9th of 2022, President Biden also signed into law by executive order to literally develop and implement a global digital currency system that will implement a very, very strict regulation over digital currencies within literally four months of signing that executive order. So by June of this summer, and I believe, okay, that's like two months away. I believe that the purpose of that order uh, of everything that's happening is all about control and regulation to give the government full power to seize all digital assets of its citizens in the event of widespread protests against its government, like for, perhaps uh, in the instance of a uh, perhaps or when, when the elections, uh, something like 2020 happens again, like what we saw concerning also in the trucker protests in Canada. And in the long term, I believe uh, will also, this thing will also attempt to replace physical cash again so that the government will have full control over every single financial asset in the country. And so if you look at what what they're doing, if you look at what's been done through the G20, through the G20 uh, organizations, what's being done in the EU and the UN, what's being done in Europe concerning this uh, new executive or these new emergency management orders concerning the internet, Okay, it's very clear what these people are trying to do. Very clear. And I believe uh, that something really is going to happen by the midterm elections. There'll be a massive, probably an internet outage. These people are going to blame Russia for it, for cyber attacks. And then this is going to also, so this will also impact um, Europe. So there'll be outages in Europe and the United States, and these people are going to blame Russia for it and try to blame uh, Russia involvement in the elections, something of that nature, and take full control over everything. It's not too far-fetched. Now, here's another headline from Israel 365 News. The Biden administration anti-redemptive misinformation board set to control internet dialogue. During a hearing before the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Homeland Security to discuss the president's fiscal year 2023 budget request on Wednesday, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced that his department is establishing a disinformation governance board. The DHS claimed the board will coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security 
focused specifically on irregular migration in Russia. In a bulletin posted in February, the DHS labeled misinformation as a major threat to the U.S. In August, the DHS issued a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin that identified domestic terrorism as one of the greatest threats to security. These domestic terrorists were described as people who questioned the government's pandemic measures or who were dissatisfied with the results of the 2020 presidential elections. Now, if you get in further into that article, it talks about how uh, they believe that the attempt to censor free speech is actually an attempt to prevent the Messiah and the gospel messages from prospering. Now, another headline from Reclaim the Net reads, YouTube, the shift video flagging power to NGOs and government agencies. Now, starting in May, YouTube will not allow individuals in its controversial trusted flagger program, instead focusing exclusively on key partnerships with a variety of NGOs and government agencies. In other words, basically, they're giving the government the control to completely flag and censor its content. Now, the Trusted Flagger program began in 2012, obviously under Obama, as a communal volunteer effort to remove content that violates YouTube's policies. Now, it worked with NGO and government agencies as well as handpicked individuals that were never publicly disclosed. Now, those participating in the program have access to a variety of tools not available to ordinary users. For instance, they can flag multiple videos simultaneously. Their reports are prioritized, and they get to understand how YouTube makes content removal decisions. Now, last year, TubeFilter reported that individual flaggers have begun noticing a decline in their experience with uh, the Trusted Flaggers program. Additionally, those who reach Google's Global Director of Information Policy Government affairs and public policy desks later were reportedly told that the program would no longer be available to individuals. They go on to state that over the past few years, we've made significant technical improvements of our automated flagging system. Uh, as of uh, their fourth quarter in 2021, 92% of videos were removed from YouTube were first detected automatically. Uh, in an effort to continue improving these systems, we're revamping the Trusted Flagger program to focus on the expansion of partnerships with specialized organizations who have deep knowledge in fields like misinformation and hate speech, which we view as an important component of our systems in the future. So other other words, in addition to major algorithms that they have set in their systems, uh, YouTube is able to remove a large portion of videos of whatever they deem to be harmful. And then in cooperation with what I believe, the government, uh, to shut down free speech. Uh, people who are conservative, conservative voices. Uh, it's happened to our ministry. That's why we're no longer on YouTube or Facebook. Now a headline from the Federalist Reports. YouTube and Instagram Instagram choke Christian influencers the LeBrant's pro-life video. Now, mere minutes after Christian social media influencers Cole and Savannah LeBrant uploaded their pro-life documentary to YouTube, the platform demonetized the video and then they removed it from its algorithms showing popular content. So, in other words, the video was there. They just removed it uh, to not be uh, shown with other videos. 
Now, Instagram followed suit by deleting the LeBrant's in-feed post, saying they did not adhere to Instagram's community guidelines. According to the LeBrant's, the money that came from the YouTube ads would have been donated to crisis pregnancies centers. So, on March 5th, 2019, Okay, shortly after New York passed late-term abortion on January 22nd, 2019, I was given a grave prophetic warning from the Lord himself saying that he would bring disaster and destruction against New York and the Northeast Coast for its involvement of the slaughtering of millions of unborn children through abortion, including the churches in those areas. Now, in that word, the Lord said that he would begin to carry it out within one year, starting with a sign that would lead a mass exodus of people out of New York, New York City, and the Northeast Coast. So in that word specifically relating to the churches, this is what the Lord said, I, the Lord God, am like a false idol to you. You worship me neither in truth or in obedience. Since you are deaf to me, I become deaf to you. How you point out the wickedness around you, and yet you are the center of them. A home is built upon a foundation, and what grows upon it comes from what is planted beneath it. For out of one seed produces a harvest, and what good is a poisonous fruit other than for death? For I, the Lord, have sent many to you. I sent them as foreigners to stand out. A good seed recognizes good fruit, but you have become accustomed to eating trash. You have acquired the taste of rot. You prefer neither what is good to eat or fresh to drink. You are like the addict who has no control, given way to desire and habit. You are like the drunken fool who squanders away their health and has become homeless. For I am like a wasteland to you, where you store your garbage, for its stench is a blotched stain, undesirable and thrown away. Now, January 22nd of 2020, exactly as stated in that word. The very first COVID-19 case in the United States was reported exactly one year later from that date. March 11, 2020, one year, five days from our publication. COVID-19 was also officially declared as a global pandemic by the World Health Organization. And then by the end of the year and at the conclusion of the U.S. 2020 census, a major population decrease was reported in New York and New York City to other states resulting in an official loss of congressional seats in New York and a gain of seats in other states like Texas and Florida, which was another affirmation and authenticity of that prophecy that was given. So when that word was published, okay, I got a lot of hate. I got a lot of feedback from Christians that said that God would never do that. That will never happen. Okay, this was in 2019. A lot of people blame Democrats. They blame the enemy and uh, did not believe that there are, in fact, large portions of churches who are deeply, deeply corrupted and perverted and are involved in the prosperity of abortion and government corruption. And just to show you how widespread this is, this isn't just restricted to New York and the Northeast. This is also happening right here in my own home local community town of Charlotte the hometown of Billy Graham. Now, take a look concerning the the coming elections for Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office here in Charlotte. A lot of the things that are happening uh, here in Charlotte have actually have happened, very identical to what's happened in New York City. 
There are these massive bail reform laws where people have committed crimes and they no longer have to post bail. They're just literally released from jail within hours of seeing the judge. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper even signed an executive order which he said that the uh, the jails can no or the city can no longer enforce uh, local city ordinances because the local city laws were causing the jail populations to be overpopulated and understaffed. So take a look at this guy, Marquise Robinson, who is an uh, a Democrat who's running for sheriff here in Mecklenburg County. Under the platform that he's running on, in addition to his basic law enforcement credentials. He has listed his ordination as a minister, I believe, in a way to appeal to the churches here in Charlotte for a vote. But if you go down and you uh, actually read his interview, which happened with the Charlotte Observer, the Charlotte Observer asked him if there are any areas where he disagrees with his own party, being Democrat. And his answer was straightforward, a very simple no. Now, we saw this with the 2020 elections, a Raphael Warnick, where Democrats also used his pastoral platforms to secure Democratic votes. Now, I'm just going to be straightforward here. I'm going to be as honest as I can with you guys. I'm always just nothing but straightforward truth about this. If you are living, if you are living an actual ordained biblical life in the footsteps of Jesus, according to the standards that Jesus and the Word of God has put forward for believers to follow, you cannot be a Democrat and a Christian at the same time. They contradict each other. They conflict because Democrats support abortion. They support LGBT and homosexuality. They support extremely racist agendas and extremely racist groups and all these things that the Bible is strongly against. And I'm telling you right now that there is coming a day of reckoning for these people. For these churches who are a part of this, there's a lot of churches, believe it or not, a ton of churches who uh, are a part in the massive abortion movement. And anyone who is affiliated with the Democratic Party, there's coming a day, and I believe that day is right around the corner. There are some people out there who like to say, they like to say, oh, God would never do that. He would never bring disaster on a church. Or God says that he would spare entire cities for just 10 righteous people. It's just 10 righteous people were found. We have way more than 10 righteous people in our nation. There's some people that told me, stop frightening people. Now, let me tell you what the Bible says. Let me tell you exactly what the Bible says. And let me show you. I'm going to show you exactly what Jesus says to the churches. Ezekiel 14, 13 through 20. God says, if a country sins against me by being unfaithful and I stretch out my hand against it to cut it off its food supply and send famine upon it and kill its people and their animals, even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they could save only themselves by their righteousness, declares the sovereign Lord. Or if I send the wild beasts through that country and they leave it childless and it becomes desolate so that no one can pass through it because of the beast, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, even if those three men were in it, they could not save their own sons or daughters. They alone would be saved, but the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword against that country and say, let the sword pass through the land and I kill its people and its animals, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord. Even if these three men were in it, they could not save their own sons or daughters. They alone would be saved. Or if I send a plague into the land. 
or pour out my wrath on it through bloodshed, killing its people and their animals as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord. Even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they could save neither son nor daughter. They would only save themselves by the righteousness. First Peter 4.17, it says, For if it's time for... For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if you look at Revelation chapter 1 or 2 concerning the seven churches in Revelation, this is one of the most absolute best examples of the Lord bringing disaster upon a church for its sin and unrepentance. To the church in Ephesus, Jesus says, You have forsaken the love that you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent. Do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, then I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. To the church in Peregrine, who was worshiping Balaam, practicing sexual immorality and leading others into sin, Jesus said, Repent, therefore. Otherwise, I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. To the church in Thyatira, Jesus said, You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eating a food sacrifice to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering. Jesus said that. He said it. It's right there. I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know. Listen to this. Jesus is talking to the churches. Then all the churches will know that I am he. I am he who searches hearts and minds and will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now to the church in Sardis, Jesus said, I know your deeds, that you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent, because if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know what time I will come to you. To the church in Laodicea, Jesus also said to them, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. And you say that I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so that you can become rich, white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. These words that Jesus spoke, okay, they're not just for the future. They're also for the present, and these were also past tense. Jesus' words came to pass for each and every single one of those churches because today, to this present day, none of those churches can be found. None of them exist. They're all but uh, just a pile, a heap of ruins. None of them. 
Now, only one of them, I believe maybe one or two of them, uh, from the church of, of Philadelphia, Jesus said that he would spare them from tribulation and trials if they would remain obedient. Folks, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Christians, a lot of pastors, a lot of churches who aren't telling you the truth. They're not speaking the truth at all. They're not preaching repentance. And there are a lot of folks who are gravely, gravely mistaken. They're just sitting around. They're just waiting for the rapture to happen. And I'm telling you right now, in the words of Jesus, in the words that he spoke to the seven churches, if there is active and present sin in your life and you are not obedient with the word of God, you're going to be just like the seven churches in Revelation and you're not going to go. God is just, he is faithful and he brings to pass every single promise, both blessing and both curse because both of them come from him, both redemption and both condemnation. There are terrible things coming for the nation, terrible things coming upon the world. And these things aren't even the end times. These are the things leading up to it. Terrible things are coming. These things are purpose to weed out the authentic from the fake. A true separation moment and defining moment for Christians. There are major calamities coming. Major. And they're not like years down the road. These things are happening right now. They're coming. And I believe that these things are going to keep getting worse until there is nothing left of these horrific evil people. God's going to wipe them off the face of the map. All you have to do, just go back and read through our prophecies that we put forward. Every single one of them. Go back on our prophecy section of our website. Read them all the way from the very first one. They're all coming to pass. Many of them have already come to pass. Now, if you don't believe me, just listen to what some of these other people are saying. Some of these other pastors who are telling you the truth. Go see the Harbinger movie. Go read the books. This stuff is real. All my prophecies, they're all affirmed in the Harbinger books. Uh, We're not the only one. And I say these things not to frighten you guys, not to frighten anybody, but to proclaim the truth to you. God is faithful. So that we will repent, that we will turn away from evil, we will reach the lost with the love of Christ. That we will boldly proclaim the truth of what's happening and what's going to happen. Lives are dependent upon this truth, just as our very own lives are dependent upon it. What we're gonna what are we gonna do with the choices that we have? What are we going to do with the information that God has been giving us? What are we going to do with the remaining few moments of time that we have left? Now, you may be the only chance, you may be the only chance that somebody has to actually hear the truth, to hear the gospel of Christ, to receive that truth and to be saved by it. Please, I beg you, please just take the time. Okay, share the truth. Share this broadcast with people. Email it to them. Text it to them. Do whatever you can to get this information out to people because it matters and their life matters. And the Bible says that if we're not sounding an alarm, we're not speaking or sharing the truth, then their blood will be on our hands and we'll be held accountable. We need to really examine what's going on here. Now, if you have not done so already, if you haven't done so yet, or if you're not sure and you want to place your whole complete trust in Christ, you can do this right now. You can do it right here with me. And it starts 
with an act of love, an act of faith, an act of obedience through a prayer, and through the act of repentance, turning away from sin, one step at a time, believing in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for who you are, and I confess and believe the truth that I am a sinner in need of repentance and forgiveness. I believe in your son Jesus that he did die on the cross for my sins and that you did raise him up on the third day. And I believe in your holy word, the Bible to be complete and true. And I ask that you forgive me of my sins, that you may send your Holy Spirit into my heart and send people, send me people in my life that will help guide me and help lead me into a life of repentance according to your gospel message. I ask that you will be with me and show me the right choices to make and make my path straight, just like your word says, that I may fulfill every good purpose and calling that you have for me in my life. And in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Now that prayer is only the first step. It's only the first step. The Bible tells us, draw near to him and he will draw near to us. He works in steps. Now the next step is just as crucial. If you don't have a church home, it's essential that you get associated with a local community church with other believers who are in obedience to the word of God, who preach the truth, who will walk with you and help you in your walk with Christ. If that church isn't preaching repentance, if they're not preaching about the truth about sin, stay far away from that church. Get to a church who does. Now, you can also join our ministries fellowship right here online. We have an online uh, option for you guys where you could join our members online and we will actively pray for you. We will walk with you. We'll help you also to find a church in your area. Now, the other steps for you to get uh, are just as important. You need to be in the Word of God, His Bible. You need to be reading it every day. Get a devotional. Get something to help you to understand the Bible and to read it into your life. Let it guide your life and reveal the areas in your life that need restructuring and strengthening. Now, I hope this message has blessed you guys. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please get in touch with me either by email or through our website. This concludes our broadcast. Please keep running the race. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Never lose hope and do not give up.